Welcome to the Covering Ground podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Wheeler. All my friends call me Wheels, so you can too. And I'm so excited to share this with you. This podcast explores the psychology of action versus inaction, why some people can set goals and achieve them while others can't, and how to start even if you don't know where to begin. You'll be hearing from people at all stages of their journeys, from entrepreneurs just starting out to artists who've achieved unparalleled success. I'll be sharing ideas on how to manage resistance, procrastination, environment, and energy to help you take the steps necessary to get to where you want to be. I'll also be sharing my own journey and the messy behind-the-scenes process you don't always get to see. Thank you so much for joining me today. Let's get started and cover some ground. Welcome to The Tread, the show where I give you a little useful nugget of information that will help you gain traction in your business, your creative endeavor, and your life. And today, I want to talk about a big one that we all get sucked into, even when we know it leads to a little bit of suffering, and that is comparison. Oof. I know you've heard all the little phrases like, comparison is the thief of joy. Compare equals despair. Compare and end up in your room under the covers eating a box of cheeses thinking about how you'll never amount to anything in your life. Obviously, social media has been a tool to aid us in this practice over the last decade. We talked about it in the unfollow 10 tread, but there are a few things that I like to think about that have been helpful for me over the years that I think might be helpful in diminishing your comparison practice because you probably unknowingly practice that every day. And today I'm specifically talking about comparing ourselves to people who are doing or have done the thing that we want to be doing. These could be people that you look up to and admire. They could also be people that you do not look up to and admire. In fact, maybe you don't like, but they're doing the thing that you want to do and it causes some kind of visceral reaction in you. Now I'm going to use myself in the fitness industry as an example, but this could be a performer who's playing the role you want to have, a writer who has written a book about the same things that you want to say. It could be a small business owner or a coach who has a practice that you want to have. So to give you an example, I've been a fitness coach for 16 years. And over the last decade through the social media boom and even the blog boom where everyone who was anyone had a blog. Do you remember that? Like a few years ago when everybody had a blog and now it's 15 second videos. So I'd see my peers or people who I admired or maybe I even didn't like, but they had a following. I'd read their work. I'd see their posts. I compare myself to their experience, maybe their depth of knowledge, definitely the way they look, the following they had. And I decide that I could never be that or top that which is a problem in and of itself. One, because I didn't know how to do the thing and I thought learning seemed so daunting, but two, because they already said it and I thought they could say it better than I could with a nicer tone of voice, with a better body, with a better setup and all that crap that pops up when we compare ourselves to other people. So instead of building a little body of work online that I had for my clients when they had questions, which would have saved me so much time and energy because I'd get questions and I'd have to repeat myself over and over for literally years because I didn't have a collection of information because I was comparing myself to these people and I always just shared their content that I compared myself to because it was already created. Now there's absolutely nothing wrong with me sharing useful resources with my clientele and in fact I think we should share resources but I was sending them to someone who I looked up to and respect 
and they had no idea who it was. Even though they're fitness famous to me, they don't have a relationship with that person, they don't have trust in that person, and they would probably have loved getting that same information from their coach who they already know and trust and love. But the comparison gremlin is so strong, it's so strong. And sometimes I would go beyond just the creating of the content and the sharing of information into this almost resentful or victimy place of comparison, and it would sound something like this. They have more resources than I do. They're more successful because they have a trust fund and they don't have to work two or three jobs. They have connections or they live in proximity to certain people. Their husbands have a job and support them so they have time to do whatever they want. And I could easily ride the spiral and think of all the reasons why that person had something and I didn't. And to throw this in, in reverse, I used to think, well, if I had a trust fund, then I would do this. Well, if I had connections, I would do this. If I had that set up, I would do this. When really, I wasn't doing any of it to begin with. So having those external things probably wouldn't change anything. And when I really dug deep, I realized it was easier to compare myself to the people doing the thing I wanted to be doing and be upset and be a victim of circumstance than it was to figure out how to do the work and actually do it. It was easier to direct my bitterness and my frustration towards something external rather than to look internally and realize the feelings I were having were about myself. I was frustrated with myself, but it's easier to be frustrated with someone else and blame someone else or credit their situation instead of why I wasn't doing the thing I wanted to be doing because it let me off the hook. So when I realized this, I started thinking about two different things that have been super helpful. The first one, I'd ask myself, what can I learn from this person? And that really helps calm the comparison fire because now you're looking at them like a teacher instead of comparing yourself to them. And that's also super useful if it's somebody that maybe you don't like as much, they then become your teacher. And a deeper question would be, what is their process? Because I was comparing their outcome to my lack of outcome. And that was easier than comparing their process to my process, especially because I didn't have a process. So that really, you know, shine a bright light on my lack of work. And that takes the focus off that person and puts it back onto me. So if you're comparing yourself to somebody, instead of sulking in the why do they have that and I don't, what can you learn? What is a process they have that I don't have yet? And the other one that's really the biggest one for me is thinking that somebody else already did it and they did it better than I could. And obviously, if you're comparing yourself to other people in your industry, it's so easy to go down that path. But here's the deal. That person doesn't have your clients. They don't have your readers. They don't have your followers or fans. So when I really get into the, they're already doing it or saying it comparison trap, the only rational thing I think about is Christmas music. Why? Why Christmas music? Because there are like maybe 25 really popular Christmas songs that you listen to on repeat for a month or like three months if you're a department store in New York. And there are hundreds and hundreds and thousands of singers who sing those 25 songs. Just because you heard Mariah sing Oh Holy Night doesn't mean you don't want to hear Whitney or Celine sing it. Each artist singing those songs are going to bring their own unique flavor, their own vibe, their own style. It's going to sound just a little bit different even though it's the same song. In fact, you could create an entire playlist of Oh Holy Night and each one will affect you differently and make you feel different things. And there's going to be one that you really connect with that might be completely different from the one your friend connects with. And that's so helpful for me to think about when I think there's not room at the table for me or when I think someone is better than I am. 
my unique perspective, my unique experience, my unique voice. That's what makes it interesting. And people want that. They want to hear from you. They want to hear from me. It's very Stephen Sondheim. Anything you do, let it come from you. Then it will be new. Give us more to see. What? What? Yes, I did. I got musical theater in there. Oh my gosh. My theater-loving friends are going to be so jazzed for this sports-loving lesbian. You have something to offer that is so completely unique and special, and it will resonate with somebody. I can compare myself to Brene Brown, but Brene Brown isn't a lesbian who grew up in a very small-town conservative cornfield who got a degree in music, taught in Africa, and became a fitness instructor at a unicorn dildo gym in New York City, my experience and perspective is going to be very different than hers. And there are people that will connect with that. And there are people that will connect with what you have to say. So just to recap, what can you learn from the person you're comparing yourself to? When in doubt, think about Christmas music and the unique flavor you are bringing to the mix. If you got any value out of this and you think somebody else could and you want to share it with them, that would be incredible. If you want to go to iTunes and give it a five-star rating or leave a review, that would be so, so meaningful to me. Remember, comparison is the thief of joy. Compare equals despair. Compare and eat Cheez-Its under a blanket in your bed, which sounds pretty good, except for the comparison part. We'll always do it. Comparing ourselves is part of being human, but you don't have to spiral out. You don't have to be a victim and you can learn. So put on those Christmas tunes and cover some ground. 